Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Check out our amazing offers on Xfinity Internet. You'll get fast speed and Wi-Fi coverage you can count on. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway, so you can keep the connected devices in your home protected from network threats. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for August 12, 2020. After a sleepy 5-1 loss to the Detroit Tigers on Monday, Dallas Keuchel challenged the White Sox to be better. He said some guys were going through the motions, that they took the night off, and it resulted in what he called subpar play from everybody. The White Sox didn't take it personally. They took it as a call to arms. They greeted Detroit starter Tyler Alexander with four first-inning runs via two hits with runners in scoring position en route to an 8-4 victory in the middle tilt of the three-game set at Comerica Park. Tim Anderson, back from his groin injury after the minimum amount of missed time, batted leadoff in this one, and he opened the game with what everybody would consider his trademark, a walk. Two batters later, Yasmani Grandal singled him to second, and Jose Abreu doubled him home for a quick 1-0 lead. Edwin Encarnacion's grounder didn't score anybody, but Eloy Jimenez, mired in a 1-for-23 slump, flipped a fly ball into the first row of Comerica Park's short porch and right for a three-run homer and a 4-0 lead. The Sox were never really threatened because they found ways to add on. Encarnacion finally pulled out the parrot when he opened the fourth with a no-doubt solo shot, and when Detroit's Austin Romine dinged Gio Gonzalez for a two-run shot in the fifth, Abreu and Jimenez once again teamed up to answer in the sixth. Abreu led off with a single, took second on a wild pitch, then scored on Jimenez's sharp single inside the right field line. To cap it off, Carson Fulmer made his first appearance against the team that drafted him and looked very much like Carson Fulmer, plunking Adam Engel with his first pitch to start a two-run seventh, which Abreu capped off with a double into the left field corner. Abreu went 3-for-4 with two doubles, two runs, and two RBIs, and Jimenez was 2-for-4 with four RBIs from the sixth spot. The Sox were 4-for-9 with runners in scoring position and only struck out five times overall. Not all Sox went home happy. 
Gio Gonzalez was pulled with two outs in the fifth after giving up a single that brought Miguel Cabrera to the plate in a 5-2 game, which cost Gonzalez a shot at his first win with the White Sox. Jimmy Cordero threw one pitch, getting a lineout from Cabrera to end the inning. The official scorer ended up assigning Matt Foster the win as he pitched two perfect innings with four strikeouts. Ian Hamilton started the ninth inning, but he didn't finish it. He retired only one of four batters, throwing just 10 of 22 pitches for strikes. Steve Ciszek came in for appearances on consecutive days and finished the game. And Yuan Makata's on-base streak ended at 21 games as he went 0 for 5 with two strikeouts. He looked uncomfortable all night, as though he was swinging a 60-ounce bat at the plate, and he made a number of barely scoopable throws from third. After the game, Rick Renteria said Mankata was battling soreness all over, and would likely sit the finale in order to get consecutive days off. Speaking of the finale, the White Sox and Tigers will play the rubber match at Comerica Park starting at 12.10pm on NBC Sports Chicago, where it'll be Dylan Cease against Matthew Boyd. Cease is coming off five ugly shutout innings, while Boyd enters this one with a 9.20 ERA. The Sox have hit him fairly well over the years. With Moncada sitting, this would be a great game for Larry Garcia, but he hit the injured list to make room for Anderson's return. Garcia sprained his thumb diving into first base, which might be the thing that finally teaches him to stop doing that. Instead of Garcia, you're probably going to see Ryan Goins. In other Anderson news, Drew Anderson cleared waivers and reported to the alternate training site in Schaumburg. If you notice something different today, Major League Baseball and the Players Association agreed to changes in the operations manual requiring all non-field personnel to wear masks over their noses and mouths at all times. And if you're wondering about what happens after Detroit, the White Sox and Cardinals are still scheduled to play over the weekend. Saturday's game has been bumped back from an afternoon start to 6.10 p.m. in hopes of accommodating some sort of return to action for St. Louis. Further bulletins as events warrant. Around the league, Major League Baseball handed down suspensions for Sunday's Astros Athletics Brawl. Ramon Laureano received six games for charging Houston's dugout, which he appealed. Astros hitting coach and former White Sox infielder Alex Cintron accepted his suspension, which was a whopping 20 games because he incited the brawl, and coaches should know better. He's lucky he's not fired, although the season is still young. Running through some scores, wild games abound. First of all, the Toronto Blue Jays finally played a home game, and they won the first game in Salem Field's Major League history in walk-off fashion, as Travis Shaw delivered the game-winning single in a 5-4 victory over the Marlins. But that's not all. The Astros and Phillies spent the last two innings of their 10-inning slugfest reenacting lowlights in recent White Sox history. The Orioles took the lead in the top of the ninth because the Phillies, in a stirring rendition of the Connor Gillespie-Gordon Beckham collision of 2013, let a pop-up drop with two outs because Gene Segura crossed over the mound from third base in an ill-fated attempt to take charge on the first base side. The Phillies tied it up with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, but the Orioles posted two in the tenth on a leadoff inside the park homer. Just like Adam Engel, Roman Quinn let a sinking liner skip past him to the center field wall, and that made the difference. The Orioles won 10-9. The Rockies survived a five-run ninth to outlast the Diamondbacks at Coors Field 8-7. Two cool things about this one, Daniel Bard continued his remarkable comeback by entering the game with the tying run on third and striking out the only batter he faced for his first save since 2011. Also, Charlie Blackman had a 3-for-4 night to raise his average to 500. It still might be a little too early to start the 400 watch, but he's getting a hell of a head start. In more normal games, the Sox received help in the Central from all over. The Cubs thumped Cleveland's bullpen in a 7-1 victory. Mike Clevenger was supposed to start the game, but he joined Zach Plesak on the restricted list because he too violated protocol by partying in Chicago over the weekend. 
The Twins continued their scuffles, losing a bullpen game to the Brewers 6-4. Minnesota still leads the division 11-7, but just two games separate the top spot from the fourth-place White Sox, who are 9-9. Capping it off, the Royals fell to the Reds in 10 innings 6-5. That'll do it for this morning's White Sox wake-up call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game, Keuchel's comments, and Danny Mendick's stunning plate discipline. And join the game thread over your lunch break. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google's podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are found. If you want to support the site and the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash SoxMachine. The Dan Johnson Cup of Coffee mugs are still available for new supporters at the $10 tier. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine Podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. 